Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. This is the Gap Church. Thank you for joining us online. Thank you for joining us in person. Uh, before I just go into the world, let's just take a short prayer. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for bringing us here this morning, afternoon. Father, we ask that we ask that your word, Father, let it be light into our hearts. Let it be the direction for our way, the GPS to where we are going. Father, we ask right now that I surrender myself even to your God. And right now, Lola, they cease and you exist. And Father, I ask, oh God, that for every expectation, I need that you will meet it. For just 30 seconds, just let the Lord know what you want to hear from him. Because I have a bunch of notes, but I want God to speak. So just talk to the Lord and I tell him what exactly you want to hear today. As If you're following us on Instagram, we know we're starting a new series, Victory at Last. Just what, what you want to hear from God, not from me as a person, but from God. Jesus, mighty name, we have prayed. Jesus, mighty name, we have prayed. Thank you for this opportunity. It's been a minute, but God has been faithful. <laughs> um, I thank though um, my co-word team, Dara, Yeni, Emeka. They did a great job with Grace Authority, with Approver, Trap. Yeah, I got it. They did a great job with that. So thank you guys so much. I hope you guys have your notes. Please go back to it, because I feel like we hear a lot of words, but we, sometimes we forget. So go back to it sometimes, read it, and the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So today we're starting a new series called Victory at Last. After, from grace to authority to victory. So we're, going, we're starting Victory at Last. And today I'm going to be talking about living in victory living in victory please get your notes i have a couple of things that i think what putting down today um first I, I i when i was preparing my notes it was i started with the end they went to the beginning and they went to the middle and it was just everywhere um, but i think the first thing that really came to me today and probably earlier yes later yesterday was the fact that when we think about growing up and we, uh, we get a good result. For those that come from an African home, you know you have to show your result to your parent. And so when we come back from school, from like a, maybe a long or, or something short, maybe a Christmas holiday or something like that, and then we ha- get a good result. So in Africa, we have the old, um, how would I put it, the old great system. So you get the first, second, third, and they'll really make you realize if you're like the last, like you know. And so, if you get like the first position and you bring it home and you're so excited, that entire holiday is like the best. Because everything you do, you remind them, but I got first position. So you just get away with everything. And I, and I think it just really reminded, reminds me of the fact that sometimes we forget that we actually got the first position as Christians. We forget that we have victory. And so we, we, when we do something, instead of us to bank on that victory, we start to, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, remind yourself that there is victory. Remind yourself that you have victory. And today I'm going to be teaching us on how to live in victory. 
first, what is the meaning of victory? I went to look at the dictionary meaning of victory, and it says it's an achievement of mastery or success in a struggle or endeavor against odds or difficulty. So it says, there were too many dictionaries, but I love this because it says against odds or difficulty. It means you're, you're, you have success even against all odds. When things are not supposed to look like you have success, when things doesn't, it's not supposed to be like that, but you find yourself get, having success, succeeding in it, getting mastery in it, that's victory. If you look at the synonyms of victory, it says to win. It says um, to triumph. So I went to look at the Old Testament and the New Testament and how victory is basically explained. And the Old Testament, the concept of victory is basically like a military conquest. So when um, Joshua goes to battle or David goes to battle and then they come back and that's how they define victory because there was a battle and then there's victory. But if you also look at the Old Testament, every time for the, the kings that were in submission to God's authority, before they go to the battle, the Lord always tells them the victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. And so the Old Testament just made me give the understanding that victory is the Lord's. No matter how much we think that we have it, it's the Lord's. And so it just shows that the battle is the Lord's as well. Because you can't, you can't claim victory for something you do not fight, basically. But give God, the Lord is saying that victory is mine. It means the battle is his as well. And so I'm just going to quickly go into um, how you can walk in victory. And I have like seven points. Thank you. I have seven points on how you can walk in victory. So number one is be attentive to instructions and trust God. Be attentive to instructions and trust God. So um, our text is going to be from 2 Chronicles 20, 13 to 17. I have a couple of texts and we are going to read it because some of us won't go back to read it. So we're going to read it together. 2 Chronicles 20, 13 to 17 and 23 to 24. Second Chronicles 20, 13 to 17. Media, I am not opening my Bible here, so I'm trusting in you. There. Thank you very much. So Second Chronicles 20, 13 to 17. Okay, I'll just open my Bible. Yeah, I've just opened my Bible. Ah, God is faithful. All right, Second Chronicles 20, 13 to 17. It says, now all of Judah. Now... I had, I had. Okay, now all of Judah with their little ones, their wives, and their children stood before the Lord, 14. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benia, the son of Jael, the son of Matania, a Levite of the sons of Asphah, in the, middle, in the midst of the assembly, 15. And he said, listen, all of you Judah, your inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you king of Jehoshaphat, Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of the great, this great multitude. 16. For the battle is not yours but God's. Next. Tomorrow go down against them. They will surely come up by the accent of Ziz. And you will find them, them, yeah, you find them to the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jero. 17. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand, see, and see the salvation of the Lord, who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. For the Lord is with you. We're going to pick up 23 and 24, but just hold still. We'll get there. If we read that, this was an instruction. 
that came that they should go to battle. Get all your weapons, but don't do anything. The Lord said, go. He told them exactly where they're going to be, but stay still. So how many times the Lord gives us an instruction for a battle and, and just gives you, just go there. Don't start kabashing. Just go. <laughs> don't, and and, so, and we, it's, it's very important. I think I learned, I learned this a, a while ago that obedience is not complete till it's complete. So there's sometimes the Lord will say, I need you to do this. But without human mind, I think if I do this, it will help God more. And then we forget that it's, it's, it's by his instructions. If they had gone there and they had started fighting, the, the Lord will back away. The Lord is not going to struggle with them. You can, since the battle is yours, do it. But he's saying, go there and stand still. I want us to see the result. Please go to 23, 24, the same text. I want us to see the result of what of following instruction. So, 23, 24. Okay. All right, so 23, 24. And it says, okay, if we go to 22, they went there, they were singing praises. And it said, for 23 says, for the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mansia. These are the three people that were meant to fight against them. And to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. So when Judah came to the place overlooking the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude and they were their dead bodies fallen on the earth. No one had escaped. The, the people they were supposed to go into battle with had killed themselves. And all they had to do was stand still. So the first, the first thing how to walk in, vic- in victory is be attentive to instruction and trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. He said those that trust in the Lord, what, they will give them strength. They will not go weary. The second point says make faith moves. Make faith moves. You know, um, sometimes when, when the Lord tells us that, okay, I've, I've given you a husband, an example, some of us, we, we believe what God has said, but we don't make a move towards it. So some of us might be, God said he has given me a husband, so I'm going to go out looking like a grandmother. So because it's my husband, he has to see me like that and love me like that because that's the way I'm going to be in the house. Blast this. Ah, and I'm like, it, it doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. When the Lord gives us, um, when the Lord tells us, I have done this for you, you have to make faith move. Faith without works is dead. It will go to um, Genesis 22, 2, 7 to 8. I'm not do that, so write it down. Genesis 22, 2, 7 to 8, and 10 to 12. Was at when, um, when the Lord told Abraham to sacrifice his only son. When um, Isaac asked him on their way, Father, where's the ram? Where's the lamb? Because he knew the process of sacrifice. And then he said, don't worry, the Lord will provide. And then he kept going. He made faith moves. There's some of us here who the Lord has told you that I'm going to give you success in your exam, but we don't study because we believe the Lord has already, we're just going to sleep and see all the questions in our dream and we already know the answer and we are moving on. You need to make a move to a place where God can meet you. So please, the, the, after the, the series goes to the authority of fasting, I'm sure a lot of us have gotten prophecies about things about our lives, and we're still where we were 21 days and some days before that. 
and we're not making moves towards the Lord told me that I'm going to, he's going to build a house for me. I need to start saving. The Lord told me that um, I'm going to clear all my debt. I'll stop using my credit card again. So it's, it's very important that for us to walk in victory, we need to make faith moves. Praise God. The next one is stop living in condemnation when God doesn't condemn you. Romans 8, 1 to 4. I want us to read this. Romans 8, 1 to 4. Stop living in condemnation when God hasn't condemned you. He said he has forgiven your sin, but you are still not forgiving yourself. And so you cannot live in victory if you're not forgiving yourself. He says, there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to flesh, but according to the spirit. The Lord has not, he said, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has, been made, has made me free from the law of sin and death. That's, that's okay. It, it, just, it, it says the, the, the law, the law of Christ, the spirit in Christ has already made me free from the sin, from my sinful nature. So why am I dwelling in my sinful nature? Why am I condemning myself and reminding myself of the bad thing I did yesterday when God does not remember? So it's very important to us that we, we do not condemn ourselves when God has not condemned us. If the Lord says, I have forgiven you, why not believe him? Why not trust him? I remember when pastor came to pray to, to preach. After I was done, he said, he said, there's someone here who the Lord has forgiven you, but you're not forgiving yourself. That pulls you back a lot because the Lord is trying to use you and talk to you, but the devil is reminding you of what you've done yesterday. Well, it's very important that we now have the word of God to remind the devil that my Bible says that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And the Bible says that if I am set free, whom Jesus has set free is free indeed. And so we need to stand on that word and remind ourselves daily. We're still going to get to that. And remind ourselves daily that the Lord has forgiven me and so I am free from my, from my sinful nature. Amen. Yeah. I'll go to the next point. Walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Realizing that if God will give us his only son, how much more all other things? We cannot only have complete victory. We can only have complete victory through him. But you can't come to him, but to come to him in spirit. If, if you, if, uh, I think, yeah, it's here. Hebrews 11 verse 3. Hebrews 11 verse 3, it, it talks about the fact that the things which are unseen controls the things which are seen. So there is no how you, you have to walk in the spirit to see your, your victory in the spirit. Because the things that happen here have happened in the spirit first. So if you're walking in the spirit, you're seeing your victory. If you're walking in your spirit, you're seeing the breakthroughs. So for the moment you are seeing all of that, the things here are temporary. They're not important to you. So for you to walk in victory, you have to re- regularly remind yourself and regularly walk in the spirit because you cannot communicate with the spirit of the Lord if, you don't have, if, there's no, if your spirit man is not active. I remember this pastor that I follow a lot and he was teaching us about communicating in the spirit. And he, made, he taught me something that changed my life. He said, you can't say you're hearing God into your ears because God does not speak English. He said God speaks light. And he said only the spirit of the Lord can communicate to the spirit of man. And it's that your spirit that now communicates to you. And so you can't say you have an active spirit. You have a spirit man that is sleeping and you want to hear from God. So there's no how you can hear those victory confirmations if your spirit man is asleep. So it's very important that you, you activate and awake your spirit man. 
Speak in tongues for one hour, even though you're saying one word over and over again. Spend time with the, you know when it says spend time with God, I think people make it seem like you are going to get an altar, kneel down, line all the different versions of the Bible and be studying. No. Sit down in the place and say, Lord, I want to spend time with you and just stay there and be quiet. Some of us will spend time with God and talk to him and talk at him and talk with him and talk over him. <laughs> when you want to spend time with God, you spend time in the spirit, not in the physical you go into your spirit man and you activate your spirit man. Some of us, have, our spirit man is awake, but the mode of communication is just one. And there's a, a, the senses in the spirit, as, as, as the senses, there's the see, you can hear in the spirit, you can feel in the spirit. You, the, all those senses have to be activated. If they are not activated, there is no communication. Some of us have left our spirit man in one form. The Lord speaks to me through dreams, and that's it. But then, you want to tell me, the devil too can speak through dream. And the Lord will only use the communication that he knows you will hear him through. Because he can't be speaking to you and he knows you're not hearing. It's a, it's, there's a fruitless effort. So it's okay, my daughter hears through dream. I'll go to her dream. And then you dream, the Lord will talk to you in one dream. The same night, the following dream, the devil will attack you. The following, and then you're like, okay, you're not shuffling through dreams. So it's very important that for us to walk in victory, we need to activate our spirit man, our spirit communication with God. And so that when God, when you see a dream, the Lord talks to you. By the time you walk out, somebody confirms it. And then you are going like, devil cannot tell me nothing. I've heard it all. So it's very, very important. Get your spirit man active. Get your spirit man active. We are not, we are, when they say men are gods, they didn't say physical men are gods. Your spirit, you are gods. We are gods. Amen. The next one, it says, victory can only come from his word, and you have to know him. I love this one, because when I was studying it, I was already excited. It says, the victory can only come from the word of God. That's reminding yourself of the promises of God. If the Lord says that you are set free, it means you are set free. If the, devil, if the, if the doctor brings the, the result and says, I, don't, um, I think you need to do surgery, you tell the devil, I'm sorry. Because my Bible says that I wish above all things that I be in good health and that I prosper even as my soul prospereth. You will switch to tongues. It's not mine. When, when the, the academic people say, I think you're on probation, say, bro, I'm not on probation. <laughs> I, I'm not a probation, on probation. But then you can't do all of this if you don't know the word of God. Because how will you conquer the words of this world if you don't have the word of God? How will you conquer the, 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 the punches, the devil is punching you? The, the Bible says, in this world, there's already troubles. But he said he has conquered. But how will you conquer without knowing the word of God? So remind yourself. It says, it, um, I went to Jeremiah 30, verse 17, when I was thinking of healing. Because if you know, that's, amen. And then Jeremiah 30, 17, it says, But I will restore your health and heal your wounds, says the Lord. So if someone comes and tells you I'm sick, you say, my Bible says that it will restore my health. He said he will heal my wounds. If your financials are looking any other, he said, my Bible says my God will provide for me. He said he will provide all my needs according to his own riches, not my own. You need to, you need to if you can be writing it down somewhere, I'll be wake up in the morning. By the time you do like four, four mornings, you remember. And so when the devil comes and reminds you that, but your Bible says you are a sinful nature. And he said everyone who's in Christ Jesus, <laughs> we, are, we are not the same. 
well, I'm changed. So you can't tell me. Said, who the, who the Lord, who the God, um, who Jesus has set free? Says, what well, is free indeed. So you have to actively, see this word, the word of God. I understand we all have the Bible on our phone. Get a physical one. Because the notifications will come in. If you like, put it on, do not disturb. They will do quickly. And then you'll be like, I need to reply to this person. Get a physical Bible. Write on it. Jump. If you, if you have written everything, get another one. Continue writing. But fill yourself with the word of God. Because the word of God, the Bible says the word of God is what? It's light. And light means, light, and God speaks light. So that means you're hearing the, the word is God. So please, get the word of God in your system. That's the only way you can walk in victory. That's the only way you can walk as the Lord has commanded you. That's the only way you can walk. You can walk in the, in the victory that the Lord has told you when, during when we did our 21 days fasting. Amen. The Lord will help us. It says to live in victory is to live how God has commanded. God has commanded us to live in victory. That, that even summarizes everything. The Lord has told us, I want you to live in victory. I want you to be aware that you are in victory. I want you to be aware that I've conquered the world. All you need to do is just follow me. Six, celebrate the miracles, write your victories, and remember them. I remember talking to a friend some few days ago, and she was, she was already feeling like she was going to um, celebrate something recently, um, like a few days after. And she was like, I haven't done all the things I'm supposed to do this year. 2020, blah, 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 blah. This age, I'm like, okay, do you know what? I hear you. Get a book and write everything God has done. Not things God has not done, the things God has done. If you go to Exodus 17, 13 to 14, Exodus 17, 13 to 14, the Lord actually commanded Joshua to write it. Write the victory down so that the next generation can, or the next set can see what I have done. Write down your victories. The, there's victories everywhere we, we are. There are victories around us. You wake up in the morning, it's a victory. He said, write, write this for a memorial. We go before, he said, so just recount and remember what he said. So Joshua attacked Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword, 14. But the Lord said to me, write this for a memorial in a book and recount it to the hearing of Joshua that I utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under the heaven. That was a victory that the Lord had promised them. And told him to write it down and remember. All the prophecies that were said in this place, how many of you wrote it down? So how will you know when, when it, has, it has happened? Some people, the, the prayer points that he wrote, you don't remember. How will you not remember? Okay, God has done one, tick, two. You now come and do testimony. You now be saying, I want testimony. You now expand it. And God is like, I've done other things. So please, the victories that the number one victory in the year 2020, everybody should write this down. Everybody, you are alive. That's, that victory is enough. Forget all this. If God told you, you're going to, if, if you felt, because I didn't know if God has said you'd have done it, but if you felt that you were going to get married in 2020, you have not gotten married, write number one, I am alive. <laughs> because I was, during Thanksgiving this year, I spent it with my aunt, and then we were praying in the morning, and then I, the only thing we just opened my eyes to, a lot of people who that morning, they're doing a minute silent. Or that morning, they say, ah, and it was my dad that made turkey last year. But you have your family complete. Even though they can't come around, but the ones that came around, you all know yourself. You've got that. <laughs> but you have them complete. 
That's number one victory. Your health was tested. I, I had COVID. I was in the hospital. I had wires connected. If I don't think of anything, I think of the fact that I'm alive. In the, in, the, in the space of three, four months, went back to hospital, went back, going up and down, collecting my money. They've not sent the bill, but God help me. <laughs> but I am alive. Please, let us not be ungrateful. Let us not be ungrateful. When we start saying, ah, this 2020, I have my New Year resolution in March, in April, and God is looking at you, but, but you're not dead. That, when you're thinking, of, okay, okay, yes, we are alive, number one. So you sleep, you wake up. You, you have your job. Some of us still have our jobs, and we can still pay our bills. We've not been kicked out of our homes. There's a lot of victory that the Lord, has. that's the only way you can walk in victory, to remember the victories the Lord has already done for us. To remember the, the, the little things that we regard as little, but some people see it as an opportunity. We have our eyes, we can see. Our hands are working. You know some of us, our handwritings are bad, but we can write. Our legs are working. We can still go to our clothes and see the side. This clothes doesn't match. This one should not wear white after Labor Day. I don't understand that. The following thing that you should, you should not wear. And you still have choices to make. And that's even another story for another day because you shouldn't have choices. But it's another topic. But it's, we should remember and write down our victories. Number seven, which is the last one. Only when you believe totally in Jesus, the Son of God, that you can live in victory. Only when you believe totally. Only when you believe totally in Jesus, the Son of God, that you can have victory. Some of us, are, we believe in God, but it's not total. We've not surrendered everything. I remember the time I had a three-day ritual. I will never forget. Because the third day, it pained me. I was spending time with God and I was talking where we're talking about surrendering it all and the Lord said you've not surrendered your finances I said I have he said empty your account and send it I look at my phone my savings so this is not current checking savings I looked at it I said said then you've not surrendered I emptied it too I went to bed after that I slept but some of us have not surrendered our all. That's why I say some of us still have choices. We still stand up and make choices for ourselves and be like, this is what I want to do, God. Follow me. It's, you have to, it's the only way to live in victory is surrender your choices. When I mean choices, I don't mean who I will marry, where I will go, the job. No, I'm talking of what we like wear today. I'm, I'm talking of. Should I go to this friend's house? They're having a party, but should I go? I was supposed to do a party, but some people said it was going to be a prayer meeting. But I'm not doing it anymore because the Holy Spirit did not give me go ahead. But it's very important that we surrender totally to Jesus. Surrender totally to Jesus. My mom was telling me something that happened to her last week. She was supposed to go out, and the Holy Spirit told her, don't go out. She said, I want to drop off somebody. She not dropped off. She said that day, the dropping off of the person was like a mini drive. She said it was like she couldn't drive. She was almost eating everybody on the road. She just turned back and went back home. We should surrender totally to Jesus. And this brings back to if there's anyone here online physically, you know you've surrendered, but it's not total. Sincerely, I'm one of them because I still have choices. 
if, if you know in your heart that you've not surrendered totally to Jesus, please, I want you to pray right now. Because you cannot say you live in victory. He says victory at last. If we don't want victory, bam, and we'll continue our life. We want to continue living daily in victory. And the only way you can live daily in victory is if you surrender your will, your choices, your life, your family, everything that is connected to you and surrender, surrender it totally to Jesus. So I want us to think of, there's one thing we know that we have not surrendered. And I want us to surrender it at the feet of Jesus now. Surrender that one thing that you know is not, you've not surrendered to God. Is it our finances? Our, the relationship we're in right now. The relationship we want to go in the next, yes, tomorrow. Maybe the guy will ask you tomorrow. Those choices, I want us to surrender it right now to the feet of Jesus. Because that's the only way you can live in victory. Father, we surrender our lives to you. Father, we surrender our way to you. Daddy, we surrender our choices because we still have choices. Father, we want to live in victory, but the only way we can live in victory is if we surrender our everything to you. And Father, we want you to break us and remold us again. Father, we know, we, we are, we are too know, I too know is doing a lot of us, including me. I know too many things. I know too much. I know how things are supposed to go. But Father, I don't want to know because I want you to know. Father, I surrender my plans, my tomorrow plan, my today plan, my next week plan, everything to you, my finances, my academic, my job, my job, my career, my ministry, everything I surrender at your feet. That if there's one thing I have not surrendered, Father, take it. I give you permission to take it. He said, I'll come knocking, except you open the door for me. I will not force my way in. Father, I surrender to you and I ask you to come and take it. Father, take it. In Jesus' mighty name, we'll pray. I'm going to pray another prayer. If you don't know the Bible, Google it. There's something in your life you need victory for. I want you to find the Bible verse and pray, pray about it now. And I'm not saying pray. I'm saying use those words to command it into life. If there's one thing, if it's your health, remind God that he said he's going to give you good health. He says he has taken away your wounds, he's healed you and he's restored you. Remind him of those words and speak healing. If it's your finances, remind God that he said he will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. If it's your academic, remind God that he said he was going to give you good success. Remind him now, if it's your family, ask the Lord that in his word I will bind you together in love. Use the promises of the Lord. The prophecies that have gone forth, if you remember them, say them again. Don't remind, speak it into existence. Speak life into it. Speak life into it, Father, in the name of Jesus. For anyone who needs healing, Daddy, you said that by your stripes that we are healed. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, by your right hand, oh God, Father, that there's healing right now because of your word. Daddy, you said you will obey your words, that your word will never come to, will go out void, but will come back with fulfillment. Father, if there's anyone who, is, who needs financial breakthrough, Daddy, you said that you provide all our needs according to your riches in glory. To, according to your riches and not the riches of this world. Father, if there's anyone who needs academic success, Daddy, you said you will give us good success. You said you will give us good success. Father, you said you have not given us the spirit of fear. 
Father, for anyone who is going through anxiety and fear, that you said you've not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of sound mind. Father, you said, if you are for us, who can be against us? Father, right now, right now, for everybody who needs some replacement, any part of their body, their health, their finances, everything, right now, let there be a divine replacement. Father, by your right hand. Father, this hand becomes the extension of your hands. Father, from today, we live in victory. Let it be a fulfillment right now. Let it be an evidence right now. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Father, we speak on the authority in the name of Jesus. And in the believer's authority that we have. to be praised. Thank you Jesus. And if there's anyone who you've not surrendered to Jesus or you've surrendered but you've not surrendered you know what I'm saying. And you want to give your life to Jesus. Just say after me Lord Jesus Father it's only by you can I live in victory. It's only by your word and it's only if I know you can I live in victory. And so, Father, today I commit everything that concerns me to you. Father, I ask you to come and take uh, my heart, take my mind, take my soul, take my body, take it all. And from today, Lord, I walk in you and I walk in victory. Thank you, King of glory. For in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. If you said that prayer, please, there's a number on the screen. Just text and somebody will definitely call you. Have a victorious week. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.